when it came to, to too close, they had to argue with me. Um, I remember the end of Butter Love with the vamp. Yeah. Literally, Clive Davis with his little members only jacket came to the studio because he kept saying, I need you all real to go back to the melody. And I'm like, what is you talking about? Like, I always thought you take it out and add it. But he yeah. was like, no, you know, and I was like, huh? So he came to the studio. Clive Davis. Clive Davis. And by then, I knew the magnitude of who he was. Another week of We Sound Crazy. Mm. Still in ATL, your boy Fillionaire is in the building. Chuck Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you introducing other people now? <laughs> Chuck Harmony is here. I'm, I'm, I am here. But Claude Kelly is in the building. <laughs> What's up? I'm Chuck Harmony and I'm in the building. <laughs> Bacon from Making is in the building. What's going on, y'all? Our special guest this week is my brother RL's in the building. Let's go. What's yeah. up, man? Finally. Finally. Hey, man. Songwriter, producer, artist. I've known you forever. Yeah. Like, RL knew me when I was an intern. Really? Yeah. Like, literally an intern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, this is a good story. It's crazy. No, this is, this is and how I initially met, I don't know if you even know this, how I initially met Destiny's Child was because of Next. Oh, where? When, when y'all were on the road with, um, what's it, Boys and Men? Yeah, yeah, Boys and Men. Con- it was, yeah. it was this, well, our second tour, because yeah. our first tour was Mary and Usher, yep. and the second one was Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. Maya, mm-hmm. um, Destiny Child, then us, then Casey and JoJo, and yeah. then... Boys and Men. That's the tour that I found Dang. out I could sing. Wow. Really, that was the tour I found out I could sing. You didn't know you could sing before then? I felt I felt I was cool. Okay. But what happened was Wanye would come early. And you know, most, you know, um headlining acts come in like super late. Yeah. But he would come and sit on the side of the stage and watch us perform. So one day I was like, man, you be coming early a lot. He was like, I come to listen to you. He's like, I be singing your runs in the shower, get myself hyped for the show. And I was like, wait, me? That's he was crazy. like, yeah, you. And I was like, wait a minute. That's crazy. Mama, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's see. That was like 97. Was, I, was, uh-huh. I was 16, 17 at the time. And that, the label made me lie about my age. So I can tell now. I mean, it's, it's many years <laughs> wow. past. So, but I, I would always, I would hang out with RL. He'd be in his room, had a whole setup, creating music and yeah. writing. And I just be like. It was Jamie, Jamie uh, Hawkins. Yeah. Tremaine's. Yeah. Uh, and Walter Hawkins', Hawkins son, yeah. mm-hmm. we would do like we would be on on tour. He was the MD for Boys and Men, so we would literally be recording. We did like a, a commercial for I think Pepsi or Pepsi. something. We did yeah. an NFL song. Mm-hmm. We Damn. literally would just be in the studio. I mean, we're in in the in the hotel room and. I'll be in, in the closet of the hotel room, not in the closet, but in the closet of the hotel room <laughs> as a booth, as a booth, as a recording, booth. and we were just trying to get it how we live, man. That's crazy. Y'all, that's ca- y'all came in the game like a wrecking. Y'all did. Like, it's crazy just the sound. I, I mean, KG, your vocals. It's just a. It's just a Thanks, moment. Man. Well, crazy. you know, I, I didn't even like up tempos. Really? Like I, we would make like sex tapes. You know, mm. we you know mid tempos maybe, and the yeah. only ups that we would really like probably had a rapper or hip hop mm-hmm. sample that was popular. So Clive literally had to come in the studio, and KG, of course, he's known for making anthems, mm. was like, listen, you have to get radio. Mm. And the one thing that I thought was a detriment to us was that we didn't have features. Mm. 
Mm. Which benefits us now because when we perform, people aren't looking to the side of the stage to see somebody's coming out. But we were always jealous of all the other groups, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So, I mean, I wrote Butter Love when I was 16 because my mother owned a hair salon and I would always watch women transform. But Too Close was just us talking to some girls about the Peppermint Club in New Jersey. And they're talking about how they would dance up on dudes. And we was like, you know what? We're going to use it. And if you listen to my up tempo records, Most of the subject matter is mid-tempo or slow, just in case, Jahe, yeah, yeah. wifey. It's yeah. just got a groove, but yeah, it's really yeah. talking about, like, you know, even, you know, uh, when you're talking about too close, it's really it's talking really about, about grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's really slow grinding, but I would take these subjects and speed it up. So. So, so when you record too close, it's mixed, it's mastered, and you listen back to it, did you all, you're like, this is a smash, this is a hit? Or is it just kind of like we don't know what it's gonna do? Like, how what what is the 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 frame of mind for the three of you when you listen to that record? I know for myself, I just knew I didn't want to go back to my mama house. You yeah. know what I'm saying or my mm-hmm. parents' house. I, I didn't want to do that. that. Was my thought process. Um, I can't really recall too close, but I can recall Butter Love since that was the first single. Yeah, it was the UP, UPS had a a strike, mm. and back then wasn't no streaming. So our record was out, but they couldn't get it to the stores. Mm-hmm. So we were actually on tour on the Chris Tucker Money Talks, yeah, yeah Money Talks Money tour Talks with yeah. Melanie yeah. Camacho. And we were wearing French Connection slacks and tight shirts looking like as yet little, <laughs> little brother cousins or something. And, right, and I, and, I, and I hated it, but they thought we were older because of it. That yeah, just yeah, wasn't yeah, our yeah, swag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I remember... Wu-Tang and Bad Boy and everybody was running New York radio, so I never heard my record. So I was like, yeah, let me get ready to pack up. It's time to college something. <laughs> something. And I was at the mall that's right there in Jersey City on the water. I can't think of what it's called. And I heard some little girl, she had to be like six or seven, mm. singing Butter Love. And somehow, I knew I made it that moment. Mm. I heard somebody singing my record. And I was like, oh, we good. I, yeah. I don't know how. I was still buying glasses from the kiosk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I knew, like, okay, but, it's on. But I love. You got the love that, that I yeah. want. Y'all came in, y'all came in swinging. What? Thanks, man. So, yeah, that's I, I knew hearing that little girl. When it came to, to Too Close, they had to argue with me. Um, I remember the end of Butter Love with the vamp. Yeah. Literally, Clive Davis with his little members-only jacket came to the studio because he kept saying, I need you all real to go back to the melody. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I always thought you take it out and add it. But he yeah. was like, no. you know. And I was like, huh? So he came to the studio. Clive Davis. Clive Davis. And by then, I knew the magnitude of who he was because right. early on, I didn't. When we did our showcase for him, it was at SIR in New York. Mm. Um, it was us, Jaheem, and another coffee brown. It wasn't the one that ended up coming out. And they passed on Ja because Ja was a little rough around the edges at the time. He mm. was super dope, and it worked out for him. But they passed. But they were done probably around 5 o'clock. By 6 o'clock, they were working on contracts for us. So we did like a little showcase, and Clive was like, I'll take it. <laughs> wow. Dang. Working with Clive Davis, one of the biggest lessons you've learned. No ego, because again, I didn't like up tempos. Mm. I had to understand, you know, my pocket and mm. what could make me great and what lane I could be in. Mm-hmm. And luckily for me, um, I'm continuing to eat from that. The only negative is 
people started saying stuff like, I need one of those because they knew yeah. they were going to play too close a million times. So they were mm -hmm. like, well, we need something they can play right after or right before. So some of the records that I'm known for have a similar sound, but that's mm -hmm. because that's what was asked for. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, right. like yeah. the other records that I'm really passionate about that I was able to do on artists, mm -hmm. people don't even really recognize or realize. Mm -hmm. Like the, one of my favorite records is uh, Forecast for Jamie Foxx, which I did, mm -hmm. yeah. and nobody really knows. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't know because it's not an up-tempo, and it's yeah. not, so, you know, but it's cool. It's, it's God, I am not complaining. It worked out. Right, yeah. We sound crazy. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. In boxes on, waiting for you to get home. It's been sunny outside all day, baby. But as, as an artist and, and being artistic, you guys understand that sometimes you want people to know the other things. Like it yeah. might be the most obscure record or obscure thing you've done, and you're like, you don't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't see it. Yeah. Being put in a box is the worst place for a creative because you want to feel like you have the space to experiment. Exactly. And yeah. when people hear a record, then they're like, okay, well, let's give me 10 of those, especially the business side of it. It's like, like give me too close again. Give me even more close. Give me very close. <laughs> right. Give me super close. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, only, the only group that I feel like mastered that and was able to turn that around was Jodeci. They came out as choir boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Treat them like they want to be treated. Yep. All of a sudden, after that, they started doing little remixes with Wu-Tang and all that. By that second album, it was like, we're rock stars. We're Aerosmith. And I was like, yes, but everybody can't do that. Do that. They were yeah, able yeah. to transcend. So. so you talk about writing Bud Love at 16, right? Uh -huh. How did you get started writing at such a young age? I was a rapper first. I had a, a deal. Um, was it Mercury? Is that Madonna's own label? What Maverick. Maverick, Maverick. Maverick uh, was going to sign me to a 
Adil is a rapper. And Nesby is my group member's godmom. Tino's oh, okay. godmom. So she used to have us at her house practicing and stuff. Because, you know, we're all, I'm from the Twin Cities. Mm. Um, Sounds of Blackness and all that yeah, was yeah, really, yeah, yeah. like, you know, it was big everywhere. But we went to some showcase in, like, Northern, Northern Illinois. And um, I was I had a rap part. And they were like, we want to sign you as a rap because I used to write raps. Um but I had to make a make a choice. Did I want to do a, be a rapper or a singer? But if you really listen to Butter Love, it's almost like on some cadence of yeah. rap. Yeah. So I was trying to like, yeah, make yeah, yeah. It, you got it going on. Word is born, sundress with feet pedicure with no, you know all yeah, that. Yeah, it was yeah. like mm-hmm. me trying to yeah. find my little domino. Here we go. Here, yeah, here right. I love domino. What you talking domino about? Domino was the first Drake, and I like I love Drake. But did wow. you really yeah, think about man. it? I love that. Domino Ghetto was the Jam. first Drake. Yeah. And, and but sweet, that makes sweet, so much sweet, sense. Wow. Pie. You yeah. that what? Heck yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. Here we go, here we go, where the tomb starts to look when the back, back, back. Yeah, One, two, three, if this is OJ, the great switch. My mother owned a hair salon, mm. and I would watch women transform. They could be arguing with their man, got fired from their job, mm. kids tripping. As soon as they got their hair done, it was like, what? Can't tell me nothing. <laughs> right. Man, and it's almost like this. You ever get a haircut and you didn't feel too yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. And then you get done and you're like, mm, wait a minute. A haircut My fever's gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's that same, that transformation. But yeah. Butter, I'm big on like acronyms and words. Like next stands for no one ever expected this. Butter mm. was beauty, understanding, trust, togetherness, and all around love. So I would always try to find Wait, wait I never knew that. Wait, 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 wait. Run Go back, back to next. Next means what? No one ever expected this. I never knew that. Uh-huh. Wow. I never we knew were, that. We were opening up for Brandy before we made it. Target Center was Brandy and the 69 Boys who had one of the dopest shows mm-hmm. I ever seen back in the day. Right? They had like choir robes. It was yeah. like crazy. Right? So we were like some group. We had went put some money together, got some Jinko outfits and some, <laughs> some Timberland boots. We just knew we was going to do our thing. So we had sound check and... Um, Ready people walked in, you know, when the headliner van walked in, it's like, oh, you're a sound check? Yeah, that's not happening. See you at the show. And I was like super mm-hmm. like offended and frustrated. Mm-hmm. I felt disrespected. And I was like, you know, one day we're going to blow. We're going to be the next big thing. And we're going to be able to tell people no one ever expected this. Mm-hmm. And that's where next came from. I, I always thought we got next. That's Slow. This was slow. slow. This originally Just we had the double time. Oh yeah. Wow. It's one of my my father's favorite records because he used to he's an engineer. He would travel all the time. He used to tell my grandmother, you know, just in case I don't make it home. And I never knew that until I played him like the slow version. I've, I've been asking KG like, where's the where's the original original of this? So that's and not the original version. No, we 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 had to double time it. And then like I even wow. wrote the bridge. Wow. I was in L. A. Had to write the bridge over the phone mm-hmm. because these were this and anything were for me, but. I'm Anything on Jaheim? Uh-huh. I, I wrote, you know, I did them both. With, I did yeah, three I records for them, but they were for me. And we all st- we ran out of our budget. We had like $1,500 a month for like 10 months. That's what that we makes so much got, sense. right? Like It was like, you know, first deal. Like So yeah. we ended up running through our budget really quick, so we ended up having to uh, stay at KG's back house. And we all had like air mm-hmm. mattresses. It was us and Ja. And I always had a special place in my heart for Ja. Like mm-hmm. Ja was like always like I had him here. I knew... I saw greatness in him. So when he called and asked me for records that I really wouldn't have given anybody else, yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. And I know what would happen was he would ask Kay, and Kay would go, you know you got to ask R. Right, and right. So he would call me, and I would be like, I know Kay put you up to this. But, it, you know, it all worked you out. You couldn't say no. I couldn't. 
Yeah. I got, I, I know that it's funny because Jaws' manager and Jaws actually just called me last week and um, he's ready to get back in. He's like, hey, remember the, remember how you give me those high records? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should do that one more time <laughs> for me, bro. <laughs> right, yeah. But I'm looking forward to it because I, I, I think we disregard and discard talent mm-hmm. so yes. quickly. Yep. Um, that's the blessing of coming out when we came out because right now music can't grow on you. Like mm. I remember there would be a song you liked or there'd be four four songs you like on a project. But then you'd be kissing some girl in the car and something else would be playing. You got a memory attached to that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Or, now it's your right, favorite. Or yeah. you'd be with your boys and you'd be like, yo, you ain't play number six? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You ain't hear what he said about blah, blah, blah. You like, yeah. nah, and all of a sudden, nah, that's your joint. That's your joint. Music could grow on you organically and right now it's so oversaturated. That's true. That oh, I don't hear it next. There's mm-hmm. no patience with music anymore. That's crazy. That's such a good analogy of it because everyone's trying to figure out why the constant debate is why why it's not working, what's wrong, but it it doesn't have time to live in the real world. Drake put out a project maybe like two months later. Yo, when, when you dropping something? Yeah, right. as if it doesn't take forever to make great music. But 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 then how great is it because you haven't lived like you should have to experience new things. Yeah. See, my cousin is Philip Bailey. What? Even fire, Philip Bailey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I never knew this either. I'm learning. <laughs> well, it's funny because I learned later on, and my mother didn't tell me on purpose. We were, I was in LA for Carl Lewis's birthday or something. So my mom shows up. Mm. I go move her rental car. I'm like, Mom, you ain't here. I don't smoke. But she like, I'm like, Mom, you ain't smoke. She like, I just left your cousin Philip, baby. Yeah, we was, you know, doing a. I'm like, wait, what? So I would see him, <laughs> oh and he would. I would see him like so many levels of stories and stuff. And he would give me a look. And one day he was like, "What's up, little cuz?" And I'm like. Oh, well, I'm like, you cripping or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, that's your cousin. You seen him at your family, had pictures when I was young. I didn't even, but she purposely didn't tell me because she didn't want me to feel like I deserved anything yeah. other mm. than what I work for. Where they went to the hood, Verdeen, everybody is in my mama house eating, chilling, like during the pandemic because they had like a concert out there. They went to the to my mama house and was, what up, cuz? Sorry you couldn't be. I literally, it's like, that's crazy. it's crazy. Now that you know, and you find out later, do you th- how do you think you would have, do you think it would have changed anything for you c- coming up in Next had you known Philip Bailey was your cousin? Um, It's hard because one of my favorite records growing up was the record with him and Phil Collins anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's like Easy one of the lover? greatest. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we love a great Phil <laughs> yeah. around here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like literally one of my favorite records. And I think songs. he's one of the dopest vocalist what he can do classically and everything mm, is just yeah. amazing for me i'm glad i got it out the mud as you say in a mm. sense but i i'm i'm i met prince before i ran into prince i got mm. stories about my mother grew up with prince like yeah. literally i'm outside the nightclub and i see this car pull up and i hit on the window i'm like nervous i love to work with you he looks at me goes as long no i go i'm trying to tell him who i am he goes i know exactly who you are you're tony's son and that's what my mother's nickname is so i'm like Okay, I thought my mom was lying. Mm. You know, people were like, oh, I went to school with him. He used yeah, to be yeah, at your yeah. No, he was really there. So then I go, I, w- I would love to work with you. And he goes, as long as it's without them. So I'm thinking he's talking about tweeting Tilo. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to throw you under the bus to work with Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Nelson, I was just going to do it, right? <laughs> and I look at him, he goes, no, the labels, and drives off. So I'm mm. thinking, oh, dude, don't like me. Literally, a couple weeks later, we were invited out to Paisley. And, and the six degrees of separation was... Rest in peace to Brother Jules, who was the DJ for New Power mm-hmm. Generation. He's the reason we got put on because Naughty by Nature was performing at First Avenue in Minnesota where they take Purple Rain. Yeah. Mm. And 
Brother Jules was on the tour bus, and our, our demo was sitting there, and Kay was like, I'm restarting the label. What's the hottest group out here? Brother Jules looked down and said, oh, we were called Straightforward at the time. He's mm-hmm. like, that's all you need to know right there. Kay picked it up, put the cassette in his pocket, rest is history. So that's six degrees of separation with that's Prince wild. and all these different <laughs> things. It just, because I could be, in the hood, running in somebody's house, or being an engineer like my dad, I could be doing anything else. Mm. So the moments that I'm feeling sorry for myself because music isn't where it could be, yeah. and mm-hmm. the opportunities aren't the same, I think back to where I could be, and I'm sitting here with y'all. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'd be like, you know what, good. man, I'm over here complaining, and we sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we sound crazy. So you were saying you were saying as the song started playing that wasn't originally Destiny's Child. Uh huh. It was um, Seven O Two and Us. Yep. Chad Elliott had us come in, and I wrote some of it, but it was really Ivy that did mm. majority. I gotta give her props. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for the plaque. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they brought us in, and we were taping. That Motown used to have a TV show, mm. and they would pair you mm-hmm. with like their Motown legacy Live. acts. Like, yep, that's Motown what it was, Live. and we were yeah. we did that that night. Left, went in the studio, and we and we recorded, and it was originally with 702. But the funny thing is, we did this, and it was no money. It was supposed to be a favor returned, and I made the biggest mistake of my career by being loyal. Well, the second biggest. The other one was with Clyde, but that's all another story. Oh. So mm-hmm. what happened was Mona Scott, mm-hmm. um, we were with Violator at the time, and the deal was we do this record with y'all. Y'all have to do a record with us on our project. And mm. at that time, we were the bigger group. They had mm. just went on before us mm. on the, the tour with Boys and Men. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Kelly were really close. If you look on the second album, she's like, calls me her big brother. It was mm-hmm. really cool. And she had told me that she really wanted to shine. And she didn't feel like she had the platform to do that. And I was like, okay. Well, when we do this other record, I'ma tell Mona that I want you to lead it with me. I'm not thinking about who's bigger, who's gonna be the bigger, or none of that mattered. Mm-hmm. I was just loyalty. So we tell Matthew, Matthew's like, You sure? I don't think that's a good idea. And I'm like, wait a minute, don't you manage all of them? How right. you gonna say that's not a good idea? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, uh, Mona used the uh, favor on a Missy record instead, even though it was my favor, and we never got the record done because I which is you know, in hindsight, of course, I'd rather be yeah. having a record with Beyonce per se singing back and forth with me. If when you look at it, but when you stand on something, that's what you stand mm. on. So wow! Yeah. So you never got that favor returned. Yeah. Never nah. got that favor returned. It's, it's, it's never too late. It's never too late. And it's all love, and it's not like it's it's bees or any anybody's fault yeah. like that. It was always those managers. Y'all know managers. Yes. Yes. The representatives yeah. in between. Mm-hmm. The middleman. Cutting another deal. Exactly. Yes. Cut and cut us right out. We sound crazy. You may see me staring or catch me in a daze. But speaking of singing back and forth, you had another amazing to me, is one of the greatest R&B duets. Of oh, night. thanks, man. We can't be friends with Deborah Cox. Yeah, man. DC. I mean, how did I'm, I know y'all were label mates, but just talk about that session. Talk about how it came to be that you all connected. Well, what's funny is one of my favorite people in the industry because y'all know a lot of cats be be, be fake. Oh yeah, it's Montel Jordan. He's one of the nicest mm. 
and he really wrote it with Shep Crawford. And I didn't know they, he originally was singing a record and Def Jam told him he couldn't do it. Really? So that's really what happened. Um, for me, I got a call from Clive and I wanted to do Pac. Mm. And he was like, nah. And I was like, well, I'll, you know, I'll do this. You know, we can, and I ended up doing the Deborah thing and I was scared. I had to record it twice because at first we were on tour, on the Boys and Men tour mm. in Detroit. I did it, and I just went in there. All I knew to do was sing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, to just act like we never were. And I'm doing all these runs, yeah. and they're like, no, we got to go back in. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. All right, so I go to L.A., and Shep and um, Mattel were there, and they coached me on it and, and brought it to life. So all the credit really goes to them. It, it was fun. I did have a little crush on – on Deborah only because back then it wasn't fit women like that. She had like these arms like yeah. Wonder Woman yeah. and I was just like, my goodness, like and she was so nice to me. Mm. And you know when you're young and a, and a, like, a she woman was so kind. A woman is nice <laughs> right, to you right, like right. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. had the little scene and it got to the point where X, director X, yeah. he hates little X, uh, director, director X, X. We were in the back and we were laughing and joking and he knew I was really close to my grandfather before he passed and he was like, I need you to think about your I need emotion. <laughs> so that tear was for real. I really cried on the, on the little wow. floor with wow. her. So she's like, don't sleep on the acting skills. That but was, we've that never, was we've never sang it. You know, we've done it once. We did Lady of Soul Awards. Besides yeah. that, I'd be seeing her with like Kenny Lattimore and I'd be hitting her with the, uh, how does it feel to be <laughs> man? Like, man, you could hey, call me up, soon. Wait, like I'm right here. Like, because you know, Kenny be on the road with her. They yeah, kept yeah. similar yeah. like yeah. touring yeah. circles, I'm sure. But I was like, yo, what are we doing here? Wait, Dude. so y'all have so you y'all have only performed that duet together once? One time. What in the world? How do we fix that here at the we on the We Sound Crazy right. podcast? That's crazy, yeah. right? We need that to is crazy. We, we we need to reunite. Yeah, I, but I've been wanting to do the the best man record we've i found out we won an yes. naacp yeah. award for that and i didn't, we didn't even know we were joint. on like some i think clubhouse or something me and tyrese and then the director was on it and he was mentioning it it won an award we didn't even know and mm. we've never performed it i never almost. performed it, i thought we'd be at the naacp somewhere oh, I'm from Minneapolis, so I literally found out, and I have it on my phone. I watch it from time to time. Where Jimmy Jam is doing an interview, and I was, it was like an Instagram live, and I commented, and it, all of a sudden Jimmy took a second and just started talking about me. They didn't sign us; they signed a group called Solo mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. instead of us. We, I would sneak out to the studio because Lance and Prof T from Low Key. I got a thing for mm -hmm. you, baby. Mm -hmm. That's who really discovered us and did half of the first album, maybe a little bit more. So I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder because, you know, I always wanted to be Terry. Terry had to, you know, all the women, you know, mm -hmm. he, you know what I'm saying? He was the, he was that guy. Yeah, so I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. that's, I idolized him. Yeah. And when they didn't sign us, I was like, oh, we wasn't good enough. So when I heard about the session, they kept, they kept switching artists. Certain artists didn't want to the smoke. They would find out I'm on it. Or what artist didn't want to smoke? I, yeah. I can't even. I, yeah. Come on, I'm man. not gonna. Who didn't want the smoke? Major artists were supposed to be on that song. Even bigger than me, I was the only one that was in a group. If you really look at it, mm -hmm. yeah. so the way it worked out was really great. But I was nervous. So all that stuff in the beginning, I just made up. That ending, my brother, bro, all that I made up because I was trying so hard to impress Jimmy and Terry to show them, like, see you. This what you missed on. <laughs> you but come yourself. to find out. 
literally, and I usually tear up thinking about it because I used it as fuel for so long. Mm. He was like, we knew that we had a terrible situation at our label through the major. Yeah, A&M. Uh-huh, and, and we didn't want to bring them into that. And we knew somebody would snatch them up. I never knew that. It took 25 mm. years. But even with, with, perfect example is you. You know how bad my reputation is to some people and I don't know why they think I'm going to be difficult because I don't go anywhere and I, you know, I grew up with low self-esteem. I tried to kill myself my senior year in high school. Mm. So I always felt, and I'm the youngest in my group, so I always mm. felt I would say something really stupid. So mm. I didn't say nothing. Mm. So people, people really, would think that they I They thought was, he was arrogant and I'm like, no, he's more shy. <laughs> and reserved like he's really yeah. like yeah. He, would, he would go literally to the interview he'd be quiet or go back to the hotel room and work on music but it was like it was this whole perception because he was the primary vocalist of yeah. the group uh-huh. and the writer and so if you don't speak that it must be it yeah. right he got he think he all out yeah. he must think and the truth is it was even to this day that drives me it's the, it's the opposite you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah. for him like when he called me i flew in today yeah it took everything because I don't leave the house. Mm-hmm. I literally be in. I'm at the, I go to the gym, come home, maybe go grab my daughter. Like I'm a movie type person, but this is like mm-hmm. my brother. This yeah. is like I could yeah, see yeah. him yeah. in a thousand people in a room, and I could. Where's Waldo? There <laughs> <I> go Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just different. I'm glad I'm here though. Like this. No, is no, we amazing. are happy to have yeah, you. Kidding yeah, me? Yeah, These yeah, stories yeah. are, are yeah. priceless. So the best man though. So how did it end up being you, Genuine, Tyrese, and Case? Like. To be honest, I don't know. I know that they they wanted us to be the new milestone, basically. Mm, and they kept mm. on saying, okay, this person's going to be there. Because I was just coming off this tour that we didn't want to do. We had agreed to do this Pepsi tour with um, the OJs and Gerald Levert. Okay. And we didn't realize it was, you know, the AARP tour, which was, we were young. <laughs> no, I don't, and I, listen, hey, I get mailed, I'll be there in a minute. I got a couple more years. Y'all are mailing me early. That's okay. But... We didn't know to do different things for different audiences, mm. so we got in trouble. So we, I remember first couple of shows, we taking our shirts off. These, <laughs> these, these more seasoned women mm-hmm. getting offended. So they, you know, big bro Gerald came back and talked to us, mm. and those was the jewels that we were able to get back then. But I remember leaving that tour literally the day I got home. I had to go to flight time, and it yeah. was I lived in Minnesota, so I was the only one that lived there. But an executive that um, I dated years back, I, I met on this, at this session. Mm. And um, it changed my life because it showed me that I could hang mm. with these solo vocalists because I didn't think I could. Mm. What? Well, what you did. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah. One That's of the crazy. greatest singers ever, man. Oh, thank you, man. My, my little raspy voice. That's my vocal coaching back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's vocal coach. That's me. That's me. We sound crazy. Stuck my backgrounds in there still. <laughs> they didn't want this record. What? What? They didn't want. They had to record it twice. Kay and Darren Lighty, of course, but I got to give a shout out to Kobe. Um, he was at Jive and he gave me the track for this. And I wanted that to go on the next album. Mm. And I did the demo to like the, it was literally the sample. It really wasn't even finished. But my group members were like, you already wrote 11 songs on the album. We cool. We want to do this other record, um, which ended up being Coffee Brown's first single. Because I wrote Coffee's second single. I didn't do the first, but if you listen oh, throughout you, the record, dang, I hate. I was doing my best 
Puff Daddy talking impression. Uh-huh. Take that. Uh-huh. <laughs> talking yeah. impression. So I was doing all of that on the yeah. record, and people thought that I wrote it. But oh, I didn't, the gotcha, first okay. single for gotcha, Coffee gotcha. Brown. But that was the record that the guys wanted. Mm. And I'm like, the record is amazing, but it sounds more... Um, after the party? Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. The after party. It was more like... Um, what would you say? Like, It was just that different kind of R&B, like that mm-hmm. Afrocentric type to me. Mm-hmm. It had that different... A little more neo-soul. Neo-soul, mm-hmm. that's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. It was more that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you this, whatever record, they was like, nope. So then I ended up putting it on Ideal. Well, no, Ideal's album was out. It just wasn't selling. I don't know why, because that first single, that Creep In or whatever, yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah, right, yeah. No, Get Gone was Get first. Gone, gone. Then yeah. Creep In was incredible, but it, was, it wasn't selling. They took the record, added it, recorded it, added it, and their album went gold. But I remember Maverick didn't really want to do the record. And mm-hmm. he's an incredible vocalist, mm-hmm. but he, I'm sure they, had, they were writers and doing their own thing, like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And we recorded it, it was like, no, nah, we cool. The label's like, y'all gotta go back and record that again. And they did it, and next thing you know, like, we need you to be out in LA to shoot this video. And I'm like, where? I could do my Puff Daddy. I was out there, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. I like that. So it was, it was, it was super cool. But it was little things like that. But again, that's that tempo yeah. and that same type feel. But hey, man, it gets the party started. Listen, that record right there, it's a, gen- I call it a multi generational record. Like oh, you put that you. on at the family reunion, grandma getting up, <laughs> mama getting up, nice. the kids, like everybody's getting up on that. But see, record. I you add those records to our show, like when we do our shows, because I feel like well, I went to Babyface before and he, he it's the cheat code. Yeah. Oh, let me just do this record that I wrote, you know, one day. All of a sudden it's boom, like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I try to add certain records that I've written for the artists. I know some of the acts be like, dang, can they do their own records? But to me, I mean, when the publisher check come, mm-hmm. my name on it, so yeah. I kind of feel like it Hell is. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now you you told us your your second biggest regret, but you said the first one involved Clive Davis. Uh-huh. Do tell. So we were in music purgatory, and you might have been partially around for this. So we were the only group with an album coming out or out when the takeover happened with Clive leaving in uh, LA, LA Reed. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what's funny is we go meet with LA and we were happy because we were like, ooh, a brother. Mm. We ain't gotta wear this French connection no more. We get to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We get to, you know, we wanted that 5,001 flavors, yeah, that Troy, yeah. you know, we wanted that bad boy, you know what I mean, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we meet with him, but then Clive literally flies us out to his crib. We they have it with gazpacho or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. What is it? The code suit? It was mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. but it was like, wow, we at Clive. <laughs> whatever it's called. We was at Clive House and um all of the staff that had really mentored us and brought us up was there. Mm-hmm. Keith Naftali and everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, We really want you guys with us. We're starting this new label. And what they told us was, you come with us. Or you stay. Either way it goes, you'll have two labels working your project. Mm. So we're like, word? So if we do decide to leave, it'll be Jay working our project and Aerosmith. Yeah. So we decided to stay loyal to Clive. But this is a two-part answer. I'll make it short. So we stay. We find out that Aerosmith is basically calling radio, telling them to play Pop Your Collar by Usher instead of our second single. That's why, like, after Wifey, really, like, you know, Beauty Queen, and we didn't even get to anything else on that second album. It was really like a rap. Like, there was nothing we could do. Like, literally. Damn. Because the label was really Arista, but we were told it would be both, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't. So it hurt us being loyal. But then after that, um, we did one more album. And what's funny is, I usually don't get into numbers, but I'm a this we family, I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. They gave me 
oh, I went to the label to say, let's do a new album. Clive was like, it's too soon. But I'll give you pretty much, I'll give you 750 for your pocket to do your own album. I wasn't even planning it, but I was like, well, if it's not going to hurt the group or the mm -hmm. brand, the mistake I made was I didn't use KG purposely because I didn't want to sound like my, my own sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to interfere with the group's right, legacy, yeah. but that was my mistake because that's my sound. Mm -hmm. But what I did do was Kay came to L.A. and I handed him a check for $100,000 and say thank you. for He didn't do one record. It was just because I, I respect him. So to this day, that's my big brother. You know what I'm saying? But what ended up happening is the group got dropped. Clive said, I want to do one more project on you. I'll give you. I'm going to give you $750. i will give you $450. Mm -hmm. And I, don't mean, I mean, that's not the budget. That's for my, that was for my pocket. I said, no. If you drop in the group, let me go with my brothers. Mm. And wow. loyalty gets you, I can't say it doesn't get you anywhere because I'm happy, I'm blessed, but I'm sure there were other opportunities if I was more business-minded and more mm -hmm. cutthroat mm -hmm. and thinking about myself. But then the funny thing is, I hear how selfish I am and how much of a head case or how difficult, all these mm -hmm. things that I hear about myself mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't really defend myself. I can't say, well, you, do you know this? Or do you, I, I got right. So I just have to just chill and, and let the people that know me, that are family like like yeah. you, just know. speak for me. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I always say it's not what they say about you when you're in the room. It's what they say when you're not. That's true. So That's as long as there's somebody in there advocating like, nah, actually, no, he's super cool. or No, I, yeah. I ain't never seen that. Right. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You know, during that uh, those years of J Record, you actually worked on a, one of my favorite artists. Oh, yeah. Y'all know this one? Hey. <laughs> Luther. Why am I not surprised? I see it in your eyes. You're just not happy with your life. Yeah, Luther tried to get me though. He tried to get me for some publishing. What you mean, he Luther like, tried to get you for some pub? He, 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 cha he changed you. Uh huh. I see there. <laughs> I got it out before you could. <laughs> yeah. You know, back then, Cats felt like, look, I'm going to do this record, but uh, we wrote it. So, me, I'm, I'm not understanding yeah, I hate that. the. Hate it. The politics of it. That's the one thing I hate about the game is politics, right? Yeah, yeah. So he wanted like 5% because he had took a word out. It's probably like her or girl or something. Not even, no shade. <laughs> Yo, um, you know, know what? No, I, I'm, I promise you no shade. It's all love. No, it's I all love, but I just, I just know him. Oh, that's, it's really no no disrespect. Yeah, so. yeah no, he's, yeah. He, he really like changed the word. And wanted like five percent, and I didn't understand it, so they kept trying to send me the paperwork back to sign the splits, and mm -hmm. I was like, nah, nah. So finally, I was like, yo, dude is trying to pit me out of a little bit of publishing. Just t tell him to call me and be like, this is what we doing on some Godfather, because mm -hmm. you gonna get that, cause you you Luther, you know what right, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you fat Luther, skinny oh. Luther, whatever it is, you <laughs> right. get that, cause the level of respect was right. so high. But those are the little lessons in the game that you, in, in situations where you're like, wait a minute, are you trying to punk me? Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah. In the end, you gave him the 5%, though. Uh, yeah, I would have <laughs> gave him 15%. Right, you know, it's right, Luther, right. Luther, but, yeah. you know, his people calls my people, and it's, not, it's so impersonal, and it's like, yeah. wait a minute. Right. Just say what it is. Right. Regarding the song Good Love you did on the Brother soundtrack, uh -huh. what, what do we got to do to get that on streaming? I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Uh-oh. And I've never told this story. Okay. Nissan mm -hmm. and his brother, I can, can't think of his name, sent me some tracks, and I had like a 2480. So I recorded Good Love and sent it to Allison Gabriel, I think mm -hmm. that's her name. And she blessed me and was like, listen, I will give you 
more money than probably anybody's going to make on this project for this song. I want this song. Mm. So I tell the guys, like, listen, we got this record. Whatever it is, y'all need to be paid. They're like, we'll pay them separately. Whatever they want, we want this record. I'm like, wow. And I'm not on Warner, so mm. this is a big deal. They go, well, the track was taken by, what is his name? He wrote, um, his dad was an artist, but he wrote Shame for Tyrese. Oh, DJ Rogers. DJ yeah, Rogers yeah, yeah, yeah. Jr. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know him. I wasn't, I'm not the LA circle. You know, everybody yeah, is connected yeah, and yeah. knows each other. So I'm like, listen, RL, DJ Rogers. And there was no disrespect to DJ Rogers, but he hadn't come out yet. And I'm yeah. like, listen, we got, there's money right now ready. Mm. He's like, well, let me talk to Warren, because I guess Warren managed him, Warren Campbell. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Warren Campbell was best friends with DJ <laughs> So the politics again, they're like, nah, yeah, we can't give you that track. So Walter Millsap, who mm -hmm. I discovered. What? I met him with DJ Quick. I, we got our first checks together on the Johnson JS yeah. and a bunch of stuff. So okay. yeah, that's, that's my brother right there. Um, I went in with him, I was like, can you produce something? So at the end, when you hear like the the choir and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. they tried to say it sounded like they tracked. It didn't at all. Mm. Sued Warner, and I'm sure they got a bag, and now the world suffers because you can't find the record anywhere. I get that question all the time. It's one of my favorite records. Damn. I, got, I was able got to the CD single of that. I was able to take them to yeah. church. G-O-O-D-F, man. I had Jamie Foxx in a video. Yeah, yep. yeah, that was because we were all. He would come by the studio every day and tell me stories. He had took me to Will Smith's house for the Super Bowl. Like I was, I was in L.A. circles for like five minutes. You know, <laughs> quick story. five minutes. Yeah, quick five minutes. I would hear stories about you know, you know, Jamie meeting Prince, and that's how I was able to link with him and do the record for him that I did. Yeah. So one day, one of Jamie's guys hit me. He was like, "Yo, we at the Fox. We at the Fox Theater." So that was around the Ray time. I'm like, word, I want to come. I want to bring, you know, young lady, you know, some friends. So we're like probably eighth, ninth row, right? We're not even in like the best seats, but I'm not even tripping. I'm just happy. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching the concert. I'm not knowing he has a part where he breaks down everything and gets on the piano and sings my record. Man, he starts singing my record. I start singing along loud as hell, right? I'm not even realizing. <laughs> <laughs> you know you be in church and yeah, you singing like, with the choir. You don't realize, realize yeah. it. He like, show, like basically telling me to be quiet. Looks and sees it, sees it's me. I still get goosebumps. He broke everything down and said, hey, y'all, he gave me this song. Yeah. He wrote this song for me. Like right now, the yeah, hair man. standing yeah. up on my arms yeah. right now. It was one of the most amazing moments of my career. And there's people that haven't done one one hundredth of what Jamie has done that I could text and they don't respond for a week. Yeah, I could text Jamie, he right back. and he, right back. Boom, boom, one of the nicest cats that so, I've ever man, met. Man, one of the best. And I was on uh, a Zoom with him recently, and we were talking about music, and I was like, Jamie, you know, one of my favorite songs that you've ever done. He's like, which one, which one? And I was like, Storm. He was like, no, wait. And he just started improv, just singing it. <laughs> but our, that was when I was managing Deron Jones, um, you know, of 112. Mm -hmm. And just I remember we sent you, like, I think. A, a, and you and you offered me. You was like, how do you want the name to be? Do you want a percentage? Yeah. You want anything? You want and you want your name to go for it? Yeah. You was like, all oh, this. And I was like, I think I said, well, alphabetically, however it need to yeah. go. But 
I don't want nothing. Like yeah. he didn't even know we had a record. He had sent not. me a beat CD. So I hit him one day. I was like, "Yo, I need the files." He's like, yeah. "For what?" I was like, "Oh, we got a record on Jamie Foxx." Like, what? <laughs> Literally, but it was just like that. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. And you, because you did hit yeah. me. Yeah. I was still in mini at the time, and I thought he was gaming. I had been waiting to record the record, and I finally left him a message like, "Big bro, if you don't want the record, it's all mm. good. It's all you still, you know, it's all love." He's like, "Wait, no, no." He calls me. I'm shooting this movie, man. Um, Miami Vice mm. I can stop the jet And come get you And I had to go to Like some graduation I was like Well I'll come the next day mm. And he flew me out And it was actually Me, him and Tank Hanging out They had like a What is it Hurricane out there So we were stuck In the hotel We finally went to the studio And it was It just was a, It was a, an amazing moment Because what's funny is Some of the most Successful people Are the nicest And yep. most down yeah. to earth yeah. It be the ones that Feel like they should be bigger than they are. That, that they feel like they should it. act a certain mm -hmm. way. Let me say a few it. names. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. A few names. Just a few names. A couple names. We sound crazy. Do you feel like you're celebrated enough? Cause I mean, you you have you have written many a hit. There are moments that I'm selfish and I feel like I could be, I should be, and people don't know. But then mm. there's also moments that I realize that I I don't necessarily have to go perform. I can just walk to my mailbox, and that's the blessing. Mm. So it's a trade-off, you know. Sometimes I really think back to when I was on that twin size bed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being like, one day I'm gonna make one it. Day, one yeah. day I'm gonna do this. And I did it, and if we talking, I'm, I'm 46, mm. and we talking almost 30 years. If, if, if most most people don't have that shelf life at all, so if I can have a record they play at the barbecue, or the, you know what I mean on the, yeah. at the skate yeah, yeah, rink yeah, yeah. or yeah, the yeah, family yeah. reunion, you gotta be grateful for listen, that. Listen, I'll, I'll man, I'll be the new Frankie Beverly amazed. I'm quick. Yeah, what yeah. we doing? Yeah. Give me your Mount Rushmore of your top groups, Ooh. male groups. I would say Jodeci because, the, and they didn't even sell the most, they just changed the landscape though. Yeah. They made cats that was hood feel like, oh, I don't gotta be soft or I don't yeah, have I to be preppy. I mean, I love boys and men. I mean, two had bigger records, but when you talk about cats that feel like, you know what, I can leave church and go to the studio right yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. and kill everybody mm -hmm. yeah, and sing seen. super loud and, and runs <laughs> and do whatever and take off my shirt. They were the prototype to me yeah. for my generation. Um, for us, I, I put us lower because we don't have the discography in a sense of as many projects. Mm. But when you talk about the bigger records or the anthems, um, I feel like we have those. You we do. We, we have that advantage. Plus, we didn't have the features. So a lot of mm. acts that had those features that I was jealous about, you know, a lot of these acts can't so. come out on the stage. But I was always, my favorite group was 112 from my era. Like, mm. me and... Me and uh, Q were just together. Yes, that's what, that's my brother. Mm. I love um, Jagged. They're like two Charlie Wilsons to me. They're like, <laughs> like the Gap Band. Oh my God! The other ones can really sing as well. I just I don't think people realize how talented they are. Yeah. Um, because we all stayed with certain producers, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So since we did, but my favorite um, One Twelve record isn't even a record people know. It's on the Money Train soundtrack. Mm. It's called Make Love. It's mm -hmm. one of the best records I've ever heard. Really? It's it's like it's not on an album or anything. And I and I'm I'm a my issue is I we broke up for a while mm. and which is stupid. You mm. know, right now it's 
two of the members, which their talents are slim and Mike are great. I want to see them come back together. I mean, we all, all want to see them come back together. Yeah, all yeah. four. So who are you enjoying nowadays? Of course, Lucky Day. I love mm-hmm. her, but the problem is when she became mainstream mm-hmm. and everybody loved her, I'm a jealous lover. And I wanted her for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah. Uh, so that's almost like when the single, I remember when Just Be a Man About It wasn't the single for, mm-hmm. for, for Tony. Mm-hmm. That was my joint. As soon as it became the single, I was mad. Like, oh, they shot a video. Nobody knew about this. <laughs> so um, who else? in a place where there's so much great music that's coming out. I love Tank. I feel like he was always super underrated. My favorite male vocalist, besides Jay Moss, is Joe. I've always loved Joe. Yeah, I love first right. album, Joe. Yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. love. I'm in love. Yeah, that yeah, first yeah, album, yeah, yeah. loving you is wrong. Yeah. That, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And then for women, of course, you know, Brandy's like the vocal Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, you sit next to someone who echoes that statement. Phil, Phil doesn't feel like, he, like she's the vocal Bible. Phil, I think Phil, she's a few chapters in the Bible. Phil feels like she's a couple of chapters in the Old Testament. I mean, it's Respectfully. Not, it's not too far-fetched that, I mean, R.L. is a favorite singer, too. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, It's that raspiness, but I think her control rasp. and what she can yeah. do and the feeling she gives, and she, she has range more mm-hmm. than people know. Yep. The control. Um, I mean, but then there's others that, I mean, I, I love Jasmine Sullivan. I think she's super incredible. Um... Man, uh, what's that chocolate beautiful girl's name? Um, no, I love her. She's my new favorite. I think she's like a superstar. She's mm-hmm. probably gonna have her own show. She's gonna have her own movies. I think she's incredible. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like incredible. But no, um, Lennox. Ari, Ari, Ari Lennox. Yeah, yeah, I think I just like her vibe. It's yeah, just super dope. incredible. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Dope. Like, no artificial, you know, fillers or nothing. I just think it's amazing. RL, you know what? You always keep it a buck with us. And ever since I've known you, since I was, man, 25 plus years ago, I'm going to kick off Keep a Kill with RL edition. Let's go. Keep a Kill. You keep the one, the one you keep is the one that you're more partial to. Your favorite out of the two. So we'll, we'll, we'll kick it off with uh, SWV or Escape. SWV. And I'll tell you why. I'm, I, I, Candy's sis, I, I think they have great records. But if you, Take away a band, and you got somebody up there beatboxing and a little reverb on a mic. I just think Coco is so unique in what she can do. There's, I, you you don't even have to go to the other members, and they can sing too. Lily and them can sing too. Tasha sing. All I need is Coco, and you could just and and those records, records. and we forget, yeah. and they were out before them. Yeah. You're always on my all that thinking of you. And I'm supposed to do. I got this record. I'm supposed to do with Coco for my project. Coco, she just disappeared on me, but it's all love. But yeah, Come SWB. back, Coco. SWB. Jasmine Sullivan or the vocal Bible Brandy? Ooh. And that's, it's actually easier. You know why? I'll say Brandy and I'll tell you why. I hear some artists not necessarily dumb down, but urbanize their sound for an audience. Mm-hmm. And I think it's below them. And I like their songs. I think it's dope. But it's almost like I can't picture Boys to Men singing Jodeci records. Mm. And I've, I feel like Jasmine in some instances, you know, the hotels and all that, and I just think she's, she's like, I look at her like Celine Dion or something like that. I think mm. some of the subject matter mm. is super dope. It's, you know, it's hood. Listen, I'm, I'm from that. But I just look at her and it's almost like she's Madonna complex. She's untouchable. Mm. What she can do is so beautiful. Mm. Yeah that you shouldn't even put, it should be holy water, not even tap water, not <laughs> no, it should be holy water right, right, poured right. on it. So I will go with Brandy. Butter Love or Too Close? Ooh. Butter Love. Drew Hill or 112? 
I I, I kind of feel like Drew Hill is a rock group. They're not even so. But they're a choir now. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're a choir, and they're all super dope. <laughs> oh my god! So so death for bad boy. Bad boy. You didn't even think about that one. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I love I love Jermaine. He did a record for me, and and um, I love him. He taught me a valuable lesson. He offended me one time really bad. Yeah. He taught me a lesson. I was here to record. Um, coming, I wasn't I wasn't living here at the time. I would come visit here and there. I was recording. Um, got me a model, and he had this this Jeep, this truck, and I was like, oh my god, we went to Wendy's, and I was like, oh, what is this? He's like, oh, it's a G wagon. I was like, oh, I want one of these. He's like, oh yeah, you can't afford this. <laughs> I said. Like, uh, two weeks oh, later, two weeks. <laughs> they weren't even in America yet. Like that. Pulled like, up in the G wagon. Listen, but I was just—it hurt me. He wasn't necessarily <laughs> wrong. Well, yes, he was. You was wrong, Jay. But it was like, huh? He said you can't afford this. Right? He can't. Yes, this is this that. This is this not even. You get the shipping from Mexico or something. I was like, oh, I made that call as soon as I got back to the hotel. Yeah. Like he said, I can't have it. You know how we you know, ego. As soon as yeah, someone yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. you about to get it. <laughs> right. Eighties or nineties R and B. I'm from Minneapolis, so 80s. I got one. Mint condition or Tony, Tony, Tony? Mint condition. Because I think vocally, what Stokely can do mm-hmm. and how them guys, yeah. and, and don't get him on the drums. It's over. He's one yeah. of the most talented people that walks the earth. Like, people don't even realize it. And what's crazy is most artists are strange anyway. He's like Picasso. Like, even with his, you know, you see with his outfits, he's just, because he's so, he's a genius. Yeah. He's a mad scientist. He's one of the most talented people I've ever met. We, we, we gotta get Stokely on. We gotta get Stokely yeah. on. Make some noise. RL, keep a kill the dish. You kept it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We sound crazy. The Esther Roll Award. Time. Look at them, it's, it's about that time for the Esterol Black Excellence Award, which we do every episode. Okay. Um, we honor a black entertainer or a person in, 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 in our business that we feel doesn't get the love they deserve. And there are many. So let's make sure we, we carve out a little time during We Sound Crazy to honor people that don't get the love yes, for their right. excellence. So we I'll, all vote. We all vote. I got, I got a great Nominate music. and I'm vote. I'm excited about mine. I'm excited. Start. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> Is someone that we all have in common. I feel like is my brother. I've known him for many years as well. He's your brother as well. You've worked with him, created so yes. many timeless records. KG. I was gonna say that. KG is my nomination this week. Divine Mill, what a person. Thank you. I agree. KG. I like that. I like yeah. that. I'm co-signing that. I'm yeah. co-signing. KG was one of the first producers to give me a shot as a songwriter. I had to go to his crib in in, in Jersey. With the, the naughty by nature pool and yep, everything. That back house is that back house. Upstairs in the studio. Hundred yeah. percent. And I feel like I haven't talked to him in years. If he's watching this, I hope he hears it. Rumor had it the back. I think he said he saw me on the street in New York and I didn't speak, but I never. I genuinely didn't see him. So I haven't seen him in like fifteen years. I'll, I'll call him. But I love that dude. He gave me a shot. He would pick me up in Manhattan, mm-hmm. drive me to the studio. Yeah, that's K. Yeah. Super cool dude. And 
does not get close enough credit for. I'm talking about a lot of records. Yeah, yeah, Anthems. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so I got a second on KG. Second. Any other additional nominations we need to consider from Chuck or Timon or RL? Any other additional people on the table? I'm good with KG. Going once. Yeah, I'm good. Going twice. Wow. I was uh, I, I was going to nominate uh, my my fellow East St. Louisan because we brought up the the group Low Key. Oh, yeah. oh, and you know, one of yeah. the first people that I've ever seen to make it out of my hood was Andre Shepard from Low Key. Dre, yeah, he yeah. vocally was a, just say the whole group Low Key because even the production, like people yeah, don't yeah, realize yeah. that that's, the second album is, I'd still listen to yeah. the second album that nobody used to call Back to the House. It's incredible. They got this record called Turn Around. Wow. It's like, and without them, they would sneak us out to Jimmy and Terry's. So I have to, the whole Low Key, they yeah, are like cold. Dang. So, do we go to a vote? Do we go to, I mean, how do we do this? <laughs> no, I mean, Wait, I got Kate, one more. I got one more. Okay. okay. All right. My group member, Tilo, because, you know, people look at me as the lead in my group. Yeah. Uh, and he's the oldest, and he kind of helped groom me in a positive way. I don't, that's kind of a dangerous word to use. I was groomed by Tilo. Headline but I don't think that he gets the credit for his tone okay. and what he I does agree. vocally yeah, yeah. because he carried, there was no way these records would have been half as successful as they were without him coaching me in the studio on harmonies and arrangement and just being there and being like, be great. Mm-hmm. A lot of times ego gets involved and cats will be like, well, wait a minute, no. And I'm the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was never an issue. So Tilo, Terrence Brown. Who's almost like with sex oh yeah. <laughs> what? What? The man. Okay, so just to recap, we got T-Lo, Andre Shepard, and Low Key as a Low whole, key, yep. and KG. Yeah. So this is, this is, this is crazy. This is great. This is so great. we vote. You can vote as many times as you want. If we hear the tie, we'll do the tiebreaker. Okay. But All we'll right. kick it off with KG. That's a unanimous. Yeah, that, that okay. Coffee Brown album still yeah. slap. Yeah. Yeah, that Coffee Brown now. Yeah. Andre Shepard, Low Key. And Tilo. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, big bro. Got got to do it. Okay, so that's unanimous. Now we got a tie. It's a tie I hate to break. It's a tie KG I hate to break. Tilo. But it's, it's Tilo and KG. You okay. can only vote once, once this, okay. this time. All right. That's crazy. That's fine. Right. <laughs> he said it's cool. I'm good. KG. There it is. There it is. Congratulations, KG. You're the winner this week for the Esterol Black Excellence Award. My brother, I need you on the show soon. I'm pleased. KG, congratulations. So, Ariel, you're out touring now with Next, still Mm -hmm. writing, producing. What's going on now? Well, I've been producing more so now than anything. Um, I did the Karma remix for, it was me. It was was Donnell Jones' record, Mm -hmm. Donnell. Dave Hollister, Carl Thomas, myself, and um, Jacquees. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, and that was the first thing I had ever produced. During the <laughs> pandemic, I started producing myself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. first thing I did was on um, Donnell. He, he had me come to his video shoot for a record he had called Karma. I'm like, you know, I want to do a remix. So I, we did, uh, and sorry y'all, but this is the terminology. I did an R. Kelly remix because that means it's a whole different song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of times it just be a rapper or, uh, 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 you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a, a whole, whole different record. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did that for him and he, he allowed it. So that was fun. And there's a difference working with people that you're a fan of now just mm. because, you know, y'all see each other than the ones that you can remember when you were broke running out of this Sam Gutty with the CD tucked on your arm because you couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I was 
working with Dave and Donnell, that's how I felt. This is great, man. It's a full circle moment. Uh, make sure you hit us up on all our platforms at We Sound Crazy and WeSoundCrazy.com. You can, you can see all the exclusive content, everything there. Um, and even Chuck Harmony's got his OnlyFans um, <laughs> page up. That you, he's doing the foot model thing. But you can hit that. That's not going to be. Feet pics. Uh, yeah, it's not in association with We Sound Crazy. Special thanks to Visit Music City. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and thank you, you RL, for hanging yeah. out with us. Thank you, man. Coming through. When we leave, we, we ask our guests to choose the going away song. Uh, <laughs> we talked about the going away song. <laughs> we talked about so much stuff. I don't know what could be going through your head right now, but after this conversation, what song should we close this episode with, according to you? You know what? I was and I, and I wasn't gonna pick one. I was gonna pick something that was kind of inappropriate, but I'm not gonna do it <laughs> in these days and times. I'm gonna pick out something different. <laughs> okay, so I'm do it. delete that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> There's a record I wrote for Lloyd. It's called "I Could Change Your Life." And yeah. Yeah, 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 It's one of my favorite records. And what's funny is, it was supposed to be a single, and when they were like, "Nah," he was like, "Okay, then we just work on the next album." And that's the kind of love he showed me. He's always had. He's so talented and yeah. underrated and. He's like my little brother. Like literally, he had me come to like um, when he was having his child and all that. It was mm. super cool. Is uh, what do they call that when you, you uh, baby shower? Baby shower, yeah. yeah. And um, I love him. Like he's one of the nicest cats, and we do the little Indian jokes on him and stuff. And <laughs> 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 travel the world, but I I can change your life record because Oak is also one of my favorite producers. Yeah. So yeah. Until next time, y'all. Next time yeah, we man. sound crazy, we out of here. Yeah. Thank you, RL. <laughs> Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.